Okay, let us begin everyone. Baruch Hashem, we're blessed to start a new day. We're blessed to start our life again. Hashem gives us an opportunity to wake up in the morning and He gives us an opportunity to change our life and He gives us second chances, He gives us third chances, He gives us hundreds and hundreds of new chances to change our life. We are all limited in the amount of time that we have on this planet and Baruch Hashem we are able to to be alive in order to change and in order to grow, in order to make ourselves understand, help ourselves understand what it is that we need to do in life and how to change. And one of those gifts that Hashem has given us is He's given us the gift of the Chavetz Chaim, which is the halachas of us trying to see the good in another Jew. As we know that Lashon Hara is the outgrowth of Sinas Chinam, is when you hate someone and you don't like someone, so you talk badly about them. So one of the things that we are learning and we start off our day is that we know that all hate on the outside ultimately comes from our hate with, on the inside, within ourselves, and that nobody hates anyone on the outside. It's just a part of me that I, that I don't like and that I don't accept and I don't forgive or whatever it might be. Everyone knows themselves, the people who trigger them and the people who they, they are upset at for whatever reason, justified, justifiably. It could very well be that you have a reason why you are, why you are angry at someone or you're judging someone negatively. But ultimately, it comes down to your suffering within yourself. That's why we say the Bala Shanhara or the one who speaks Lashanhara, it becomes a Mitsora. A Mitsora means it's motzi ra, that it's the bad within side of me that I need to learn to heal. I need to learn to to have that ahava, to have that love, because the more we love ourselves and the more we forgive ourselves, the more we love others and the more we forgive others. We spoke last week about uh, if you're if you, you enter a conversation, right? The first step is don't enter into a room, don't sit at a table, don't enter a group of people who are going to, who you know, who are going to speak negative things. That's the way it works. There's no surprises, right? When you walk to a group of people, you know, okay, am I going to, is this group gonna be a group that's gonna be speaking Lashon Hara? So what are you doing there? So that's number one, don't go there. Number two is, let, let's say you're already in the middle of that. You're already in the middle of the group and someone starts talking Lashon Hara. So we said last week, I think we spoke about this last week, the best thing to do, um, actually no, I don't think we did this one. So let's start with this. This is page uh, 293. 
day 111. If you are sitting among a group and someone starts talking Lashon Hara, you are sitting at a table at a wedding. You're sitting at a table at a wedding, your relative's wedding, and someone starts talking. Hey, you know our cousin so-and-so. Oh, what a pity on his family, and he's getting divorced, and his children, right? Someone starts talking, that's pure Lashon Hara, pure, pure Lashon Hara. What are you supposed to do? You're sitting there, and the conversation turns to one of someone you know, a relative, or someone else, and someone in the group starts talking negatively about him. So he says the best thing to do is to stop the person, and you could say something like, let's not talk about people, or I don't think we are allowed to talk about him. Now the outcome will be that you will be, have prevented many people from committing this terrible thing that's going on. Like we've said many times, right? Imagine someone taking a bat and smashing someone over the head and smashing, because that's really what this guy's doing. Smashing him over the head and you're like, uh, I don't, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to say anything, right? So, so the Chavetz Chaim says, that's literally the same thing that's going over here and it's going to be terrible. The speaker, you will help the speaker from talking Lashon Hara and the listeners from listening. The Chavetz Chaim says that we have a responsibility to stop people from speaking Lashon Hara. Okay? So that's the first thing that's the best thing to do. I know myself personally, right, that's hard to do. It's hard uh, if other people are speaking Lashon Hara to tell them, you know, you know, it's not right what you're doing. Obviously, it depends who it is. But if you're at a wedding with your relatives, you're stopping at a wedding, you're not going to say, stop talking Lashon Hara. The Chavetz Chaim says, ultimately, or let's not talk about other people. Why are we talking about other people? So he says, but if you can't do that, if you know that you can't do this, he says that the Yitzhar will overcome you and you will be uncomfortable stopping the speaker, then you can at least walk away from the table, which obviously is something that you must do. You have to walk away from the table. If it is impossible to walk away, let's say you, you are staying there, you're sitting there, and you can't walk away, okay? So number one is you say, why, why are we talking Lashon Hara? I don't want to talk about other people. That's the first thing to do. If you can't do that, you got to walk away from the table. But let's say you can't, right? Let's say you're at someone's house, you're a guest at someone's house, and this happens, and you're sitting there, and people are bashing someone, right? They're smashing people all over the place, and you can't go. There's nowhere to go. What are you going to do? I gotta, you're going to take. You don't want to make a whole fight and get up and leave, right? So what are you supposed to do? So the Chavit Chaim says there are three things you could do. Number one, you, first of all, you can't believe anything that that person is saying. You're not allowed to believe them. Number two, do, do not enjoy the conversation. And number three, and this is very uh, important, don't make any facial expressions such as smiling or nodding or winking or smirking, which might give the impression that you're enjoying the conversation, like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Furthermore, it is praiseworthy to show a disappointed expression which shows that you are disturbed by the conversation. Question comments. This, of course, I know myself, um, I know that uh, 
that uh, I've had experiences in my past where I would go even before I started learning uh, purity of speech and Baruch Shem, I never had any, uh, never enjoyed sitting at a table talking about other people for other reasons, not just so much Lashon Hara, just I'm not interested in talking about other people. You know, uh, I, I'd rather talk about myself and talk about uh, my growth. I'm not interested in just sitting around with people talking about other people. I feel zero, I get zero, just personally, uh, zero enjoyment from that. Um, and I remember going to people's houses and I'd be like, I told, I remember telling my wife, because like when you're younger, you're like, oh, we gotta go here. And people invite you, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not spending my Shabbos afternoon sitting on, on, at the mercy of someone else's table, you know, or, or inviting people up and I gotta sit there and waste my time and talk about stupidity. I'm not zero interest. Okay, might have been a little bit antisocial. It's okay, I made it through, I survived. It's okay, no one, no one dropped me as a friend or no one did any, you know what I mean? It's okay. But my point is, is that it, it's difficult. Sometimes you go to a house and you're at the mercy of the house and you're like, oh my goodness, like, what am I supposed to do? It's very, very hard. And then you're not going to call them out. You're not going to be, especially if you're a guest, you're not going to be like, uh, you know, let's not talk Lashon Hara. You know, you could, uh, it's hard. It's very challenging. But anyway, but the point is, so that's why the first thing, the first step is don't enter the group. Secondly, once you enter the group, then you are, uh, you're in big trouble a little bit, figuring out how to get out. Yes, so Yaakov. So, uh, assuming you're at a table, right, and someone, let's say someone's telling a story, a Lashonara story. Yeah. So, then you want to call them out, and say, hey, let's, let's not talk about other people. Yeah. Isn't there an aspect that we need to be concerned about of Hundred percent, million percent, correct. Well said, El Yakum. Million percent. That's why if you're not able, you don't correct. Meaning you don't want to chasit shalom for the sake of Russian hara hurt another person. But at the same time, right? If someone is sitting there, right? Uh, um, you know, take beat. What, what, what would someone do if someone's at a table? You know, beating someone up. I don't know, embarrassing. You know, do it, in, do it in the most correct way. Say, is there a way we could not, you know, say it in a nice way, you know. But if you feel that you can't do that, and you feel the person is going to get offended, that's what the Chavaz says. If you feel the person is going to get offended, then, he, then walk away. Walk away. You know. But very, very sensitive point. Yes, yeah, Zalmi. You're in the middle of a meal. Right. You know, Shabbos afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, and tell you why. No, that's what that's what Yaakov's saying. Chas Right. That's what he's saying. So you can't, you can't do that. So good. So you're there. You can't believe it. You this. You try and change the conversation. You could whatever you do. Listen, if you're you're not you're not held hostage. If you're at someone's house, you're not hostage. You're obviously friendly with the people. You this, or you'll just decide we're never. You know we're not we're not we're not going back there ever again. And you say okay, whatever it is, Hashem. But like I said, if you're, you you got to know what you're getting into before you start. Nothing just, you don't get surprised. Nothing just happens. Oh, we happen to be at this meal, you know, of Lashon Hara. Yeah, Zalmi. All right, so we spoke about that. That's Lashon Hara. Unless it's Litoelis. Unless the parent is really, you know, talking to you because they want your advice and you're doing it to help the parent, you're doing it to help the situation, whatever it is, that's fine. If it's just random talking about somebody else, even to a parent, from a parent, 
very dangerous. But, uh, but obviously, if, if the parent is talking to you, to the, you know, to the person to get advice, and you're helping, what can we do with your brother or your sister, blah, 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 and they're venting, they're talking, you know, that's, that's usually, usually people can tell the difference between, between Lush and Hara and a real conversation about growth and how we can help a person. Right? It's a very different uh, feel and all, all that. Yes, Meyer. Why is it so hard to compare the smashing somebody over the head with a bat and speaking about Shemara? The second thing is, how can one, or really how can I uh, see how it's the same thing? Yeah, so very, very good question. Because one is something that you don't, it says, Make Re'eu, I think, Baseser. One is secretive. So it's like, uh, you say something about someone, like, it, it, you, don't, you don't see the damage. You don't see the damage. You're smashing someone over the head, right? It's like, whoa, you know, it's, you, you see it in front of you. But it's so, so that's part of, um, you know, uh, how you could do it is by, I think, just like this, just by learning the halachas. Just uh, my kids, I got, I got big musser uh, yesterday. You guys, you won't believe this. This amazing musser I got from my, from uh, one of my kids. I'll say I'm not going to say who. From my younger kids, because we, whatever. I, I uh, we haven't learned whatever it's been. I don't know why, but we didn't. We 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 learn the halachas of Hilchas Lashara all the time. The last week or so, for some reason together, we haven't we haven't been learning the halachas. Whether I just forgot or whatever, it's been busy. I don't know what it is. We just last week and So one of my kids said, "I came uh, by the Shabbos Suda. So we did it at the Shabbos Suda. But one of my kids says, "Tati, you know, we haven't done the. I started a different book with them. I didn't start. I started a different. We used to do purity of speech also, but I started another one that my kids didn't like so much. And I was like, "Of course, you know, guys, we're going to go through this. We're going to try this." But, but they didn't feel as connected to it. So maybe that's why I stopped it for like a week or so. Whatever my kid says, Tati, we haven't learned the purity of speech in like a week and a half. And I started speaking Lashon Hara again. Enough is enough. We got it. I'm telling you, they said it was so quick. It's so quick. We got it. Right? Is that great? I was so, I was like, whoa. No, it was unbelievable. They said like they were like angry at me by saying like, like, and you're talking about like a week and a half. He says, we already feel that we're much less sensitive by not learning the halachas. And I was like, wow. I was like, wow. And that's in my head. I'm not saying it as, I mean, I am proud to say it, but I'm saying it's not like, you know, we, my kids know I couldn't, we don't talk about other people. And still, you know, you see the sensitivities that, uh, that result out of that. So, Meyer, to answer your question, yeah, the more, we, the more we talk about it, the more we learn about it, the more we, you read about it, the more you learn the Chavetz Chaim in Hebrew, if you go through it, you see, and you be, it becomes part of your life, then it really, uh, it, uh, it's a shame, you could dive for that, that it should feel that way. I would think that would be very easy if you look at it the same way. Like, you know, yeah. Right, right, exactly, correct. 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%. But like what El Yaakum said as well, we have to be very, very careful not to judge the people who are speaking Lashon Hara. You don't want to be that guy saying, ah, oh, these terrible people who are speaking Lashon Hara. You don't want to fall, you don't want to fall into that same trap. Um, you know, so Hashem will help each and every one of us. 
We will be Zoha to not speak any Lashon Hara today, this week, the whole entire week, today, every day. We won't be Makabal Lashon Hara. We won't listen to any Lashon Hara. We won't speak Rechilas or Makabal Rechilas, us and all of the Jewish people. Amen. Okay, we were speaking about uh, Zrizus. I, I uh, speaking of Zrizus, I wanted to. Um, I don't know when the I don't know when people are going to be coming in. I told them to come in a little bit earlier today. Um, so I just want to, before we enter Nikias, just to speak about. Oh, we were talking about Zrizus in Perek. Perek. Uh, Vav, where we said that the teva of a person is covered. Oh, oh we said that it's the brother of the destroyer. When someone doesn't do anything in their life, and someone not in their life, that's too extreme. When a person doesn't do and do and do, and a person's not productive, that is equal to a person who actually is is doing negative things, and he's not productive in a negative way. Meaning there are two sides to a person. There's, there's the part that, that a person does bad things. You're doing bad things. That's one way to destroy your life when you're doing bad things. The other way to destroy your life is by not doing anything. But when you don't do anything, when I, that, that's an extreme to say not do anything, when you're not, when you're not uh, feeding yourself health, when you're not giving yourself healthy things, when you're not taking care of yourself, when you're not working on yourself, if you're not investing in yourself. So that is equally as bad, just it takes time. It takes time till you see the damage. It takes longer to see the damage, and in a certain way it's a little bit more dangerous. Because when a person is actively doing bad things, he's doing bad things to himself, so then there it's very clear that what I'm doing is bad. But when a person is just not producing good things, so you don't see that as much, it's more of a slow death. And the Ramchal compares that to a snake, let's say, versus a lion. A lion, everyone's afraid of. Everyone's afraid of that. Everyone's afraid of a lion because it's very clear that the lion, I'll be done in two, two three minutes. Two, three minutes, okay? Compared to a lion, right? it's like a lion, you know everyone's afraid. Right? Everyone's afraid of a lion. Why? Because you know you're gonna get you're gonna get eaten by the lion. But the snake is something that is a slow death. And the danger of not zrizus is it ends up being a slow death. You say, okay, I'm not doing something today, I'm not working on my relationships, I'm not working on building myself up, I'm not working on Whatever it might be, if you're not working on eating healthy, you're not working on, on exercising, you're not working on uh, uh, bombarding your, 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 your brain with positive thoughts, so ultimately you'll be negative. You're not working on your relationships. If you don't work on your relationships, then they end up being terrible relationships. As opposed to if you have negative relationships, then, then, then that also is bad. But in a certain way, it's worse when you don't work on your relationship because it's a slow death. And when you don't work on your relationship with yourself, it's the same exact thing. The same exact thing happens when a person doesn't work on his relationship with himself, he doesn't work on pushing himself, understanding himself, getting, investing in himself, 
in his life and whatever it might be. When a person does that and he doesn't, and he doesn't spend that time and he's just lazy and not being proactive in his life, then the results are equal to the destroyer. That's what the Ramchal says. Question, comments on that? Yeah. Okay, no problem. You can do it in Lashon. <coughs> Uh, and so today's uh, uh, talks about uh, various uh, gangster families, uh, different families that uh, you know that, uh, they uh, terrorize people in different ways. One of the families is uh, says Oyeli the Beit Hamim, Oyeli the Kishatat, and uh, this family would go around speaking, uh, doing um, Okay, so we're going to end off, we're ending off uh, today with the last line. He says, A person knows what he has to do. Many times a person knows exactly what he's supposed to do to save himself. And we all know what we want to do and what we need to do. But he still won't do it. Why? Not because he doesn't know what to do, and not because of any other reason. And I want to just end off with this, is that the heaviness of the laziness comes on to him. And the Mesil Sharam tells us very clearly, is that unless a person learns to look at his life and say, Adam la'amal yulad. I'm put in this world to work hard. I'm put, as, put in this world to work. Yes, I'll get my breaks here and there. The person who is running after relaxation and running after comfort, and that is his whole entire purpose, is somebody who will always be, be frustrated by his hard work. He will always be frustrated. Why? Because his pursuit is to relax, and his pursuit is that everything is comfortable. But somebody who is not running after that, and a person who's running after, not necessarily discomfort, but he's running after work, and he's running after focus, and he's running after, after working hard, then he'll be able to relax, will be able to enjoy much more than the person who's running after comfort. The person who's running after comfort is always going to be frustrated that he can't find the comfort, and any comfort that he finds, he has to get more and more. The person who's running after hard work is the person who ultimately will get the comfort that is needed. He will end up getting that. And my suggestion for everybody, and we'll end off with this, my suggestion for everybody I would make something, I would, I would schedule yourself 
let's say for this week, I would say what is something this week that I'm going to do that no matter what, I'm going to do it. I'm putting that as something that I'm going to do. I'm going to push myself for something. When a person is focused on, on being proactive and doing things and saying no matter what this week I'm going to do this one thing, these two things, it could be five minutes, it could be an hour, it could be whatever you want your schedule to be. But if a person focuses every week, every day, every month, whatever it is, and he's adding to his productivity, that's where happiness comes from. That's where success comes from. Especially when you're 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. The older you get, the more productive you want to become. Because the more productive you are, the more successful you become, and the happier you become. Okay, Hashem should help all of us. We should be Zoha to have an amazing day, to have an amazing week. Don't worry about what you've done in your past. Don't worry about what you've done the last weeks, yesterday, a month ago. It doesn't matter. The way you can live is by creating the life that you want to create today for this week. And, and, and remember, the laziness is the brother of the destroyer. Don't think that it's not going to come to haunt you. It will haunt you if over time, day after day, as we know, the Yitzhahara attacks us for the days. He doesn't get you for the... He'll never tell you I'm going to mess up your life. He'll never tell you I'm going to mess up your year because you won't let him do that. But he can take away here, 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 five minutes here, ten minutes here, an hour here, two hours here, until at the end of the day you're left with nothing. So Hashem will help us all. Let's have an amazing, amazing day. Thank you.